here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, just to show you the extent of contempt or jealousy for me and this program. Ron DeSantis tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time will be doing his first radio interview exclusively here after his announcement. I don't know what he's going to announce. But he's actually told me. I think he's going to be on Fox TV at 8 p.m. Eastern. But he will be on this program at 8.30. So I just wanted you to be aware of that. (laughs) Isn't it funny, Mr. Jay? It's hilarious. We We have a former U.S. attorney the other day who announces that, based on his own experience, which is quite significant... Um, in Utah, that he would have already indicted the Bidens. <laughs> Crickets. I mean, not because of, I mean, I, I didn't say it. He said it. Now, to show you the extent to which the Democrat judges and Democrat prosecutors really want to derail Trump, and they want to derail DeSantis, the party in the media, too. More on that later is uh, the, we have a judge in New York now, in another matter. Uh, Check that. The judge in the Alvin Bragg case, he has set the trial for March 25th next year, right in the middle of the presidential primary. So this phony case, right in the middle of the presidential primary, we have never seen anything like this. Ever. Ever. Then we have the, the rogue Democrat prosecutor in Atlanta who is rumored to bring charges anytime from the end of July to mid-August, right around the first debate. Right around the first debate. 
Then we have uh, <clears throat> Mr. Overturned on Appeal, Jack the Ripper Smith. He's hanging around, and he will bring it at the most propitious time for the Democrats. His charges. I have no doubt he will. And I suspect what he's focused on, ladies and gentlemen, is wire fraud, given the fundraising that we heard about. Uh, Not that there's a violation of law, but that he's looking at it. Obstruction. And a variety of other counts, multiple, multiple felony counts, because this guy's completely out of control, and he doesn't give a damn. You New Yorkers, you remember Sheldon Silver, Mr. Producer? He was the Speaker of the Assembly of New York for about 117 years. You remember him? Well, his first conviction was substantially overturned. Substantially overturned. And you know who brought that case, America? Jack the Ripper Smith. The conviction of former Republican governor of Virginia, Bob McDonnell, was completely overturned by unanimous United States Supreme Court. The case he brought against John Edwards in North Carolina. Or again, he tried to stretch the definition of various laws and so forth. The jury in that case found the defendant not guilty, and also on several of the counts couldn't decide. It was a hung jury. But the case was so pathetic, the Justice Department decided not to rebring it. But here's what he knows. Here's what he knows. Sheldon Silver was a Democrat with a Democrat jury. Bob McDonald case brought against Bob McDonald is in Northern Virginia with a substantially Democratic jury. But even more important, a judge who didn't understand the law. And of course, John Edwards in North Carolina. The problem here is Trump would be brought, it would be brought in a case in Washington, D.C., 93% Democrat votes. I mean, a fifth grader could bring a case like that. So you have to rely on a prosecutor who is virtuous, good temperament. And Jack the Ripper Smith is neither of those, as he's demonstrated. Remember Andrew Weissman? Remember that little nerd, that little freak, that little fraud? Andrew Weissman! Remember him? I'm doing the German Weissman. Well, he said the other day that he, Weissman, has been called a Doberman. But compared to Jack the Ripper Smith, he's a golden retriever. Did you know he said that, Mr. Producer? He's actually always been a Yorkie. A Yorkie. And I like Yorkies, but not as prosecutors. So we have that. Then I start to think about things. Can a president pardon himself? 
You see, Donald Trump has more reason now than anybody to run for president, except maybe Biden. If we ever got a good attorney general in there, I think the Biden family would be the the Gotti family of of politics. And uh, I don't mean to put down the Gotti family because Biden's much worse when it comes to these financial activities. I mean, Gotti was never president. Biden is. And he's bought and paid for by the communist Chinese. Seems to me, for the rest of us, that's a bigger deal. Now, that said. Now, that said. Trump has more reason to run and not get out than any of the others. Because in a federal case, he does indeed have the power to pardon himself as any president has the power to pardon him or herself. Now you'll hear all the all those pseudo intellectuals, pseudo professors, pseudo lawyers, and jackasses alike who will say that's not true. But they should for once in their lives put aside their politics and look at the Constitution. Ilya Shapiro, who's a libertarian law professor, or was, by all accounts highly reputable, No Trump fan. But he asked this question. As the Trump presidency draws to a close at the end of a couple years ago, a question that came up periodically during his tenure has now resurfaced. Can the President of the United States pardon himself? In their new book, After Trump Reconstructing the Presidency, Jack Goldsmith, head of the Office of Legal Counsel, the elite Justice Department unit, that's essentially the executive branch's legal conscience, under President George W. Bush and Bob Bauer, White House Counsel, um, let's see, under uh, President Barack Obama, acknowledged that self-pardons may be possible, but suggest, among other reforms, that Congress should also make clear that a self-pardon is not allowed and cannot be the basis for immunity from federal criminal investigation. Of course, they're both dead wrong. Mike Ludick, highly respected former Fourth Circuit judge, remember Mike, an OLC head under George H.W. Bush recently argued against the availability of self-pardon in light of constitutional structure. Of course, Ludig has no idea what the hell he's talking about. They're both wrong. A president has the absolute right to pardon. There's no limitation in the federal, in the federal area. Absolute right. How do I know it? The Constitution provides no limitations. None whatsoever. All that Article 2, Section 2 says is the president, quote, shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment, unquote. That's all it says. It doesn't say he can't pardon himself or anything of the sort. So while Goldsmith and Bauer and Ludig, no doubt, spent hours and hours with a very sharp pencil sitting in their basements, in their, in their boxer shorts, trying to figure out, oh, we've got to figure this out, much like this clown Lawrence tribe claiming the 14th Amendment somehow empowers the President of the United States to destroy the House of Representatives. There is no limitation. And as Shapiro writes, this discretionary authority is purposely broad 
because it serves as a check on fundamental injustices in other cases where the law is an ass. In that sense, presidents should use it more often. It also facilitates national healing after political crises. George Washington used the pardon power after the Whiskey Rebellion. Abraham Lincoln after the Civil War. Jimmy Carter for draft dodgers after Vietnam. And we have Stanford Law Professor, former federal judge Michael McConnell, has explained that two days before the Constitutional Convention approved the Constitution, a move to narrow the pardon power because, quote, the president himself may be guilty, unquote, failed. It failed. Despite support from Mr. Constitution himself, James Madison. As James Wilson who would become a member of the first Supreme Court and was a delegate to the Constitutional Convention from Pennsylvania, specifically Philadelphia. As he argued, if the president, quote, be himself a party to the guilt, he can be impeached. In other words, he can be impeached and potentially removed. But that's the only, the only power. So the framers expressly contemplated the use of the pardon to clear a criminal conspiracy of which the president is himself a part. But importantly, they needed to have this debate in the first place because unlike the British king, from whom they had just declared independence, the American president would be subject to legal process. But they considered impeachment to be a sufficient check on potential abuses. And they were smart because can you imagine... We have a thousand prosecutors in this country. A thousand. We have about twelve to fourteen thousand elected chief prosecutors, prosecutors. And of course we have ninety three United States attorneys in this case under Biden appointed by the opposition, the Democrats. Approved by the Senate, yes, but they could approve it even if every Republican said no. And so you could imagine a president would be subjected to the potential of criminalization, particularly by a Democrat party like this. I want you to think about these things, why the framers were so brilliant and why we have people who pretend to be brilliant, holding high offices and other positions, who try to substitute their lack of wisdom for the framers' wisdom. Whether it's the budget deficit or whether it's the pardon clause. President shouldn't be able to pardon himself. It's never happened because we've never seen anything like we've seen today with respect to the attacks on this president. It's unprecedented. Absolutely unprecedented to be facing one federal prosecutor after another, one state or local prosecutor after another. You know, a friend of mine said to me today, who's sort of a Trump supporter, at least claims to be, and he said, you know, Trump brought this on himself. This is sort of the Bill Barr, Andy McCarthy argument. He brought these things on himself, the way he conducts himself. He brought criminal investigations on himself? Really? 
brought impeachment on himself, too? Brought civil suits on himself, too? Tax investigations, too? I was very disappointed to hear this because it's preposterous. John Kennedy never faced anything like this. Lyndon Johnson, Joe Biden. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. You know, I want to give credit where credit is due, which is my want anyway, to the Ford Motor Company, which has decided that it is not going to scrap AM radio from its cars. Did you hear that, Mr. Producer? And uh, we want to salute them. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the AM band does not interfere with electric vehicles. Certainly not in any way that matters. So this is just the way, you know, people say, well, why, why would these corporations go have to concert? They're called corporatists for a reason. And what's funny is, if I didn't coin that phrase or that term 20 years ago, I certainly renewed its, its use. Corporatists. That's what they are. Corporatists. They're not conservatives. Probably woke up these corporations, W-O-K-E. These corporations are probably full of wokesters. I'll be right back. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fall out could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, Call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. 
Mark Levin, America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877-381-3811. You know, it's interesting uh, when um, Joe Biden and his ilk use that phrase, extreme MAGA Republicans, because it obviously works with focus groups, and the phrase has been polled, extreme MAGA Republicans. What does MAGA stand for? Make America great again. So Joe Biden is basically saying, if you believe in making America great again, you're an extremist. And I'm actually not surprised by that, given the positions that the Marxist Democrats have taken, and given their destruction of every corner of this country, and every enterprise that has made this country great, so now you're an extremist if you believe in making America great again. Because they don't believe in America. They don't believe America ever was great. Who was it that said, how can you make America great again? It never was great. One of these Democrat politicians said it, I remember. it. Bernie Sanders agrees with that. The vast majority of Democrats on Capitol Hill believe it. Joe Biden believes it, even though it was Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo? Of WABC fame? America was never great. Wow. Excuse me, I meant governor of New York? Wow. Wow. America was never so great, don't you know, America? So extreme MAGA Republicans. So they admit you're an extremist if you believe in making America great again, which Republicans do. Now, what do the Democrats stand for? Making America great again? Of course not. They hate the country. Now, I don't mean you rank-and-file Democrats, although I don't understand why you're still Democrats. But your party, officialdom, representatives, appointees, power brokers, media frauds, all of them, those Democrats, they don't believe America's great. That's why they push critical race theory. That's why they want to destroy the nuclear family. That's why they want borders wide open. They believe the rest of the world is great, and we're not. That's why they hate capitalism. That's why they push equity, as opposed to equality. And that's why so many of them are and have been and always will be on the public dole. Make America great again. Oh, you must be an extremist. No, no, I'm, I'm not an extremist. No, 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 you must be. You believe in MAGA. Everybody with the terms. It's like we're now national conservatives. Excuse me? National. I'm a constitutional conservative. That has very specific meanings, you know. No, 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 you don't understand. We must put America first. Well, don't all conservatives believe that? Not rhinos and so forth. 
neocon, I'm saying conservatives. It's the whole point. It's the whole point of my book, Liberty Tyranny. Yes, America comes first. That's it. That's the ideology. That's brand new. Oh, I can't wait, Mr. Producer. But that for another day. So extreme MAGA Republicans in the media there. Nobody ever explains what that means. And you know what's amazing to me? Joe Biden is the best they've got. Other than Robert Kennedy Jr. And what's her name? Williamson, who's uh, irrelevancy. Nobody is going to challenge Joe Biden. Now look at look at Joe Biden. He's obviously inflicted with a level of dementia. But beyond that, look look, he's a completely failed president. He's a failed president in action. But they love the fact that he's pushed the nation hard left. They don't care if there's high interest rates, the border's open. Other countries are now moving towards the communist Chinese currency away from the dollar. They don't care. And by the way, if people are losing their jobs, how about that, Mr. Iger? Mr. Iger is on his third phase of firing employees. Look, doesn't bother me as long as he's firing the right ones. Oops, the wokesters. Anyway, uh, and it's too bad. But the Democrat Party, it's amazing. That they, at one side of their mouth, they hate the country and they make it known. And on the other side of the, their mouth, they pretend they're defending the country for democracy. Really? Oh, yes. Is that why Biden is conducting himself like a dictator? Oh, you don't understand. So they talk like Marxists. As many people do, even people who claim not to be. Even some neocons. Can I use that word, neocon? claim to be, but are really not. Now, there was a great piece, let me see if I can find it here, by, uh, I did find it, look at that, by Alan Dershowitz in the Wall Street Journal the other day. And uh, I think Alan Dershowitz doesn't get the credit he deserves. I know a lot of people attack, oh, he's a Democrat. This guy's come a long way, America. It's come a long way from when I remember him 40 years ago. He's more conservative than Mitt Romney. And it's in the Wall Street Journal. Elon Musk is right about George Soros. And he's not anti-Semitic either. And Dershowitz says the Hungarian-born billionaire has done more than anyone to turn Americans against Israel. Now, that's interesting because... George Soros has done more than anybody to fund the Democrat Party and its various Marxist outposts. He really has. He's done an enormous amount to destroy our cities, in my view. Law and order. Elon Musk, writes Dershowitz, has been accused of anti-Semitism because of his criticism and mockery of George Soros. Mr. Soros is Jewish. Mr. Musk is not. But Mr. Musk stands falsely accused. Mr. Soros is an active participant in politics, and his Jewishness shouldn't shield him from criticism. Further, no single person has done more damage 
to Israel's standing in the world, especially among so-called progressives, than George Soros. His financial support has multiplied the influence of the two major organizations that have done the most to to shift the left-wing paradigm against Israel. One of them is Human Rights Watch, which was founded by publisher and human rights advocate Robert Bernstein, who lived from 1923 to 2019. For years, Human Rights Watch critiqued the denial of human rights by all countries based on two criteria. The seriousness of the violations in any particular nation, the inability of the nation's citizens to protest and remedy such violations. But in 1993, Kenneth Roth became executive director and turned it into an organization that specialized in demonizing Israel. Now, Roth is Jewish. Just like Soros is Jewish. By 2009, the Israel bashing had become so severe that Bernstein wrote, as the founder of Human Rights Watch, its active chairman for 20 years and now founding chairman emeritus, I must do something that I never anticipated. I must publicly join the group's critics. So this guy founds Human Rights Watch. He's an old man at this point, and he starts trashing it, saying it's been turned into a monster. Human Rights Watch had as its original mission to pry open closed societies, advocate basic freedoms, and support dissenters. But recently it's been issuing reports on the Israeli-Arab conflict that are helping those who wish to turn Israel into a pariah state. That's what he wrote about his own group. Mr. Roth has deployed human rights as a weapon against Israel's organization's one-sided reports were used to justify selected condemnation of Israel by the UN and its divisions. They were circulated on university campuses and around the world. And despite their obvious and anti-Israel bias, supporters pointed to Mr. Roth's Jewish heritage to lend credibility to his anti-Israel accusations. I call these people self-hating Jews, as you well know. And you have them in all ethnicities, all walks of life. Here's an organization created by the goodwill of the free world to fight violations of human rights, which has become a tool in the hands of dictatorial regimes to fight against democracies, observed Natan Sharansky, the former Soviet dissident, an Israeli Knesset member in 2009. It's time to call a spade a spade, he said. The real activity of this organization today is a far cry from what it was set up 30 years ago to do, throw light in dark places where there's really no other way to find out what's happening regarding human rights. In 2010, Mr. Soros said he planned to give $100 million, quote, the largest gift by far that Human Rights Watch has ever received, the New York Times reported. The paper quoted Mr. Soros, quote, every Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock, a group at Human Rights Watch got together and discussed issues with the managers, he said. I was an active participant in that group, and the human rights remains an important element of my foundation's current activities. The other organization is J Street. Despite its claim to be a progressive pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian organization, J Street has done much to turn most progressives and some liberal Democrats, including members of Congress, academics, and media figures, against Israel. Last year, Haaretz, an Israeli newspaper, reported that Mr. Soros contributed $1 million to J Street's super PAC, 
quote, 20 times larger than any previous donation J Street Action Fund received. I'm not the only Jewish American to criticize Mr. Soros, writes Alan Dershowitz. In a January article by the Jewish News Service, Farley Weiss, a former president of the National Council of Young Israel, wrote, Soros' defenders try to shut down criticism of the billionaire by claiming it's anti-Semitic because Soros himself is Jewish. But no one has financed more destructive attacks on Israel and the American Jewish community than Soros. Mr. Soros also had, has had a pernicious influence on American domestic issues, such as funding leftist candidates for district attorney, who have politicized law enforcement. And unlike Mr. Musk, says Dershowitz, I haven't compared Mr. Soros to Magneto, a Marvel supervillain who, like Mr. Soros, survived the Holocaust. I wouldn't make that comparison because I never heard of Magneto. By the way, neither had I. But I agree with Mr. Musk that Mr. Soros' acts contribute to fraying the, quote, fabric of civilization, unquote. And Mr. Musk has shown no hostility toward Israel or the Jewish people. Some right-wing anti-Semites, he said, have focused on Mr. Soros in promoting anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about the Jews controlling the world. Critics of Mr. Soros should join supporters in condemning such misuse of Jewish heritage. But this misuse shouldn't deter legitimate criticism of the malign influence Mr. Soros has on the world, irrespective of his being Jewish. He's had a horrific influence on this country, has Soros. And why did I bother going through all this with you, America? Because Mr. Soros is rooting for Joe Biden for president. Mr. Soros is a big funder of the Democrat Party. Mr. Soros has an enormous influence, which he's purchased with his multi-billions of dollars. On the left, Bernie Sanders is the kind of Jew that George Soros is. I would even argue Chuck Schumer is. But George Soros hates America, hates Israel, is worth tens of billions of dollars. But if you raise any questions about George Soros, you are attacked as an anti-Semite by the Democrat Party media, the Democrat Party, and the Democrats. And so I am asking tonight something that will never happen. Will Joe Biden condemn George Soros? Yes or no? The answer is no. How about Schumer? No. How about Pelosi? No. How about any Jewish Democrat in Congress? No. Any more than any black Democrat in Congress, other than the Republicans, will condemn Louis Farrakhan. No. Extreme MAGA Republicans, America, coming out of the mouth of Joe Biden, who was a racist, segregationist. When he started his career, pretended to be a civil rights activist. He's such a damn liar. And now he's out there with extreme MAGA Republicans, the party of Soros. I'll be right back. Mark in. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. 
I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Turns out the chairman and CEO of the NAACP lives in Florida. Do you know that, Mr. Producer? Yeah. He doesn't live in Chicago. You know, Derek Hunter has a great piece at Town Hall. It's titled, Yes, Democrats, Stay Out of Florida. Democrats seem to labor under the delusion that the rest of us long to spend time with them. That we'd be lost without their nagging or just their smell. <laughs> when, there are <laughs> when there are long stretches of time without some Karen screaming about how you should wear a mask at the park or use whatever pronouns they or their kid decided they felt like on that day, no one misses them. Life is better without all of them. So when you see groups from the Alphabet Mafia, the NAACP, the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community, etc., telling fellow leftists to stay out of somewhere, I say, great, stay the hell out. I don't care where black people or gay people or anyone chooses to vacation or move. I'm not vacationing or moving with you, so what does it matter to me? I'm sure you're not emotionally or otherwise invested in my family's latest trip trip to the beach because I didn't receive either a phone call or a check, and I'm as equally disinterested in everyone else's moves. That being said, when gay groups and the NAACP issue travel warnings about going to Florida, maybe you want to go there more. The NAACP is 114 years old. That time they did some amazing and important work, but that time is long over. They defeated the Democrat Party, then became the Democrat Party by embracing the concept of segregation as a bastardized form of tolerance. They did so for the same reason every group of that sort ultimately shifts from fighting for equality to fighting for equity, and that is money. And it goes on about the NAACP and so forth and so on. Oh, well. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3, whatever. Now, 
One of the things I try to do here that I think is very unique in this business is I try to find individuals who I think can one day step into the fold, whether it's in radio or TV, whether it's in writing like books, columns, and I give them an opportunity to speak. We've had some tremendous subs here. We still do when I'm not here, guest hosts. Ben Shapiro used to be a substitute in this program when he was very young. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Dan Bongino, while he was, you know, moving from uh, one career to the political career and so forth. And you can tell who's really exceptional. And by the way, they used to push, and my podcast is, and my podcast, so what the hell is a podcast? I mean, this is like years ago. It was fine by me, don't get me wrong. I just didn't know what was the big deal. Now I know. Today we have, and there were others, I should say, politely, who have gone on to great things. And of course, we have our great guest hosts today, and many of them are just terrific. Most of them are local, and uh, you hear them when I'm not here. And we stick with them. Every now and then we get pressure from one owner in particular to run his guys, but that's not going to happen. So we take the best that we know, and we give them an opportunity. Because, look, I'm not going to be doing this forever. I'll be doing it for a while, but just not forever. It's the same with authors. We become and are becoming much more stringent about who we learn on this program. Now and then a lot of reprobate on the show just to slap the person around or for that person to give it the best shot that they can to explain what they've been saying. And that's good, too. That's okay. Um, but I don't often do that, quite frankly. But I try and use this program also, as I say, also to allow sort of a farm team to develop because that's important. And while I feel like we have identified a, a lot of wonderful people, um, I'm concerned about the farm team for the conservative movement. I've said this to you more than once. I think there's a lot of millennials. Should I call them millennial cons, Mr. Producer? Does that work? Or milcons, who uh, are more about self-promotion, where they can get their names, how they can create provocations, or controversy. And I find most of them think that the way to build up a name and a way to build a career is to try and destroy everybody who's come before them. It's not going to work. Why? Why won't it work? Because you won't let it work. Just because somebody says they're better, it's time for somebody to move aside, who are they? They're not the audience. They're grifters. They're self-servers. So that's, that's not how this works. 
You work hard. Try and make a case. Try and make, make a difference. Try and help save the country. You don't have to invent new theories. How about you defend existing principles? The principles aren't what fails us. The people are what fails us. Framers of the Constitution understood that even before that. And they're not the only ones. People of deep faith understand that. Deep faith. The men and the women in the Bible, the people we look up to, we don't say, you know, uh, their beliefs, they're so passe. They just don't apply today. We're so much smarter today, and so many more things are going on, and they're so failed us and so forth. I mean, they didn't fail us. If we fail, we fail. They didn't fail us. Bill Buckley didn't fail us. Milton Friedman didn't fail us. Walter Williams didn't fail us. Barry Goldwater didn't fail us. Ronald Reagan didn't fail us. Thomas Saul hasn't failed us. There's more genius in those names that I mentioned than anybody today, quite frankly, or any group of people today. Framers didn't fail us. And so the arrogance and the egoism of those who suggest such a thing is pretty apparent to most people. They sound like Marxists. They sound like secularists. For all the talk of material historicism that Marx wrote about and Engels wrote about, for them the world began when they decided it began. And you hear some of this in the millennial cons. Or should we call them just cons, Mr. Producer? And you hear a lot of this in the millennial cons, and it's very off-putting. It's too bad. Because there are many of us, or certainly I here, my arms are wide open to young conservatives and to promoting young conservatives, but I will not promote egomaniacs, and I will not promote people who personally attack other people. I mean, their families and so forth. That's not going to happen. Quite the contrary. Quite the contrary. And the world doesn't come to an end when conservatives disagree on a particular outcome, like Kevin McCarthy. It was a brutal battle. It was a brutal battle. And I think the case I made was a very important case, and many of you now agree. And those who were making the other case, they might have been right, all that we'll never know. But they should at least own up to the fact that some of us knew something about what we were talking about. But they don't. And some of them said the most asinine, vicious things, in which, from my perspective, they destroyed themselves. Certainly in my eyes, because they don't even know how to debate. They don't know how to disagree. 
And that's important to know and important to learn. It's a good life lesson, actually. If you're an arrogant SOB, I don't care what your views are. Nobody wants to know about you. You're not going to succeed. You may have a close circle of people that, that think you're really cool and terrific and so forth as you try and scratch and claw your way up the ladder, but it's not going to work because you defeat yourself by your own animus. So I'm just, I'm just trying to explain some of the things that are out there, and I'm trying to explain that there are some very, very sharp young people out there, but I just wish the millennial cons uh, were much stronger in terms of personality, intelligence, and better understanding of what it is that they're doing. But what do I know? I've only been doing this for 40-some years. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. I'd like to report somebody to the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, as we, well, as we used to know it. Somebody who seems to be inciting violence in the streets. I know you monitor the show over there at FBI. Uh, and I know you've monitored millions of Americans unconstitutionally. But I want to bring one to your attention that I'm very, very, very concerned about as well as the media, as well as the White House. And I think something should be done about it. I want you to listen to this. And then I will identify the individual. But this person is, it seems to me, suggesting that there be a violent uprising or insurrection. Then I want the FBI to be aware of this. And if they're not, I want to know what they're going to do about it. Cut one, go. I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. You know, I mean, I think that this is, it's important that we don't take steps back from the very strong agenda that the president himself shepherded and led over the last two years. Okay, so this is Pramila 
Jayapal, if that is her name, out of the great city of Seattle, Washington. That's pretty much her district, as I understand it. Among other things, she talked about a huge backlash in the streets. Now, of course, she'll say she's not calling for it, but this is Marxist speak for calling for it. And so the question is, will the Washington Compost or the New York Slimes draw attention to this? You can be damn sure that if Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke like this or Lauren Boebert spoke like this, they'd be all over it. You can be damn sure. Now, Pramila Jayapal, if that is her name, she said it. And she's head of the Progressive Caucus. In other words, the openly Marxist wing of the Democrat Party, more like the Trotskyite wing, which is the most ideologically pure, may I say. Not like the Stalinist wing that's run by the kind of fool that a Swalwell or that Adam Schiff would be. These are the Trotskyites. And uh, these Trotskyites, I mean, led by Pramil... Pramilia Jayapal, if that is her name. I want to repeat, or I want to play this so we can repeat what she said. And I expect Christopher Ray to wake up from his, his daily stupor and the Attorney General to take his face out of his oatmeal and to pay attention. Cut one, go. I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire uh, House Democratic, you know, caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets, you know. I, mean, I, think that this is, I heard her say that, Mr. Producer. Did you hear her say that? But also in the street. The voice went up. She got excited. The testosterone level went high. Mark, that's impossible. Not today. Follow the science. Even though it's science fiction, follow the science. I heard her. I think there would be a huge backlash from our entire House Democratic Caucus, certainly the progressives, but also in the streets. Now, what does that mean? Is that like when Schumer was all worked up? His depends got all wet when he was on the stairs of the Supreme Court building, and there were an enormous number of Anti-babyists. That's what we ought to start calling these uh, pro-abortionists. Anti-babyists. we got to make up names like these clowns do. And the anti-babyists, they're there. Yes, yes, I want my choice. Kill them, kill them. I want my choice. And he got all worked up, and what did he say? I'm telling you, Kavanaugh. I'm telling you, Gorsuch. There's a whirlwind forming out there. And you better do the right damn thing. Oh, I misspoke. I didn't know what I was saying. The Republicans are twisting what I said. They're twisting it out of, out of context. What did you mean? I meant the most gentle and nonviolent way, sort of a Gandhi-like way. I was just saying to them, please follow the law. That's what I said. But the extreme MAGA Republicans were twisting everything I was saying. But Pramila Jayapal. Should we waste a 
time inviting her on the program. Haven't we done that before, Mr. Producer? Can we try? Did the other one we invited the other night? Who did we invite the other day? So many leftists, so little time, so little response. I understand I'm not Chuck Todd. I don't have a third grader's haircut. Who was it? Sonny Houston over there at the pew. Ooh, Yenta Houston at the pew. I invited her on the program. She wouldn't come on. I think it's a Jewish thing. I don't think she likes Jews, Mr. Producer. What do you think? I mean, they throw this stuff around. Do you not like me, Sonny Houston, because I'm Jewish? Is that it? Could that be the reason? Hmm? Just curious. You have it so hard in America. Oh, it's just, it's unbelievable. What's her first name again? You used to know how to pronounce it. Ah, whatever. Asusian? No wonder it's Sunny. But her name shouldn't be Sunny. It should be Dreary. Dreary. That's her new name. Dreary Houston. Asusian. And then we have uh, Whoopi Goldberg, whose real name is Karen. Can you believe that? She's a Karen. Oh, my God. Then there's a... uh, It's stuck in your throat. AOC is the modern-day Aristotle. You must know this. And, of course, a female Aristotle. What would that be? A female Aristotle? What would that be? Aristotle? I don't know. And she's questioned by Raju. We got Raju, we got Pramila, we got Ocasio-Cortez. A whole rainbow coalition here. Cut to go. But if the president agrees to spending uh, caps or if he agrees to work requirements on certain social safety It's programs, going to be a problem. We do not legislate through the debt ceiling for this very reason. You know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I've been around a long time, at least two and a half years. I understand she used to make a good drink, though. I don't drink, Mr. Producer. I understand that her expertise was... I don't even know the names of drinks. What was it? What, what, is, what is it that they, they always drink? Oh, martini. That her expertise was a martini. Now her expertise is everything. Ocasio-Cortez... It's going to be a problem. We don't legislate through the debt ceiling for this very reason. Yes, we do, you idiot. All the time. By the way, is that your real name, too? Casio Cortez. Just curious. I'll be right back. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great. Then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. 
Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. One billionaire has already said he's going to put $60 million behind the Tim Scott campaign. Did you see that, Mr. Bridges? $60 million. Maybe I should run for president. I could use $60 million. You know that? Why not? $60 million. You know, I've been... I've been trying to reach a point where I could do something like that. You know what? I like you. $60 million for your campaign. I'm not jealous, by the way. I'm just saying. I, I think that's very interesting. Very interesting. Jack Hellner. I don't know Jack Hellner. He's in the American Thinker, and I know the American Thinker is a great publication. And Jack Hellner writes a hell of a good piece there. And again, this is a way to draw attention, I think to some very, very good people who otherwise wouldn't get much attention. He says, on global warming, so many problems with the data. This is a very good piece. It's hard to find any data to support what we've been told about temperatures and the climate, yet we repeatedly see the talking point that, quote, the science has settled, unquote, and people saying the dire predictions have come true. And you might have seen this if you watched Chuck Todd. I strongly discourage you from wasting your Sunday watching Chuck Todd, and lowering your IQ in order to listen to what he says. Here we go. So Jack Hellner links to a report. He says, here's a report that shows that Arctic ice, which has been measured only since 1981, is melting slower than normal because it's cooler than normal. And that it is at 95% of the average, 5.4 million square miles versus 5.67 million square miles. The prediction was that the ice was melting fast and would soon be gone. Not that sometimes it is melting and sometimes is is expanding, which is what it does. It says the rate of sea ice loss for April 2023 was slow, owing to cool conditions across the ice-covered Arctic Ocean and below average to near-average temperatures near the Ice Age. I guess you haven't heard this, have you? Certainly not in the phony, lying, scummy media. The April 2023 average Arctic sea ice extent was 13.99 million square kilometers, or 5.4 mile square, uh, square miles, tied with 2004 as the 10th lowest April in the satellite record. In other words, things are going swimmingly, or icily, at the Arctic Circle. The average monthly extent was 700,000 square kilometers, or 270 miles, square miles, below the 1981 to 2010 average. We've been told for years that we would have snowless winters, not that sometimes we would have record snows, as we did out west this year. We had a snowless winter in Florida, Mr. Producer. It was a hell of a thing. We've been told that oceans are rising rapidly, and coastal cities would soon be underwater. Not that they've risen in a Essentially immeasurable nine inches in 140 years. Nine inches in 140 years. 
Why don't the media and other green pushers tell the truth instead of giving dire predictions? The answer is that people wouldn't capitulate if they learned the truth. Global mean sea level has risen about 8 to 9 inches since 1880. But anybody who believes that oceans that average 12,080 feet deep can be measured accurately within inches, 8 to 9 inches even, over centuries, and that they can tell the cause of the increase needs to have his IQ examined. So true, it's so ridiculous. Even if it's 8 to 9 inches in 140 years, take a look at your foot. Most people's feet aren't 8 to 9 inches long. Except mine, mine are longer than that. But you understand. And the measuring is BS. The average depth of the ocean, 12,080 feet. Why are people, especially children, told the intentional lie that thousands of species are dying each year because of humans and our use of natural resources when the truth is that scientists can identify only 800 animal species that have gone extinct in the last 400 years? 800. Or two per year. The answer is clearly that the truth would not get support for radical green agenda. May I suggest, Schmuck Todd, that you may want to have this gentleman on your show and lift your Stalinist-like propaganda uh, iron curtain on the deniers, climate deniers. The Millennium Ecosystem Assessment, which involved more than a thousand experts, Estimated an extinction rate that was later calculated at up to 8,700 species a year, 24 a day. More recently, scientists at the U.S. Convention on Biological Diversity concluded that every day up to 150 species are lost. That could be as much as 10% a decade. But it's a lie. Only 800 extinctions have been documented in the past 400 years. There are almost no empirical data to support estimates of current extinctions of 100 or even one species a day, he concluded. And by the way, it's not because of us. What are we doing? The media say they couldn't report about the Biden family corruption because they couldn't verify the story. They gladly report the made-up numbers from the WHO to scare the hell out of the public. Mm Mm-hmm. Good point. The World Health Organization warns in a report released this past Friday that rising temperatures could lead to more than 9 million additional deaths each year by the end of the century. I just saw that reported on TV. Must be true. Why don't we read the facts instead, which are that more people die from the cold than heat, and it is very few people. According to the 2014 study by the CDC, and we know the CDC never lies. Approximately 1,300 deaths per year from 2006 to 2010 were coded as resulting from extreme cold temperatures, 670 per year from extreme heat. Or this, the study published in the British journal The Lancet analyzed data on more than 74 million deaths in 13 countries between 1985 and 2012. Of those, 5.4 million deaths were related to cold, 311 deaths were related to heat. You know, Mr. Producer, I don't pretend to be a scientist, but that would tell me that more people die from cold than heat. Here are some of the destructive policies of the radical greenies that are based on predictions, not scientific data. The destruction of energy-producing companies that produce reasonably priced energy. The promotion of the highly flammable pollutant lithium, 
while seeking to control CO2, a non-pollutant clear gas that makes plants grow and allows the world to be fed. Spending trillions on carbon capture. Selling worthless carbon credits so people like John Kerry can pretend they care as they fly in their private jets. Outlawing gas stoves, furnaces, lawnmowers, leaf blowers, and gas grills. What's going to happen to leaf-blowing Americans if we get rid of these leaf blowers? The destruction of fishing and killing of whales by wind farms. Environmentalists claim to worry about landfills and pollutions. So where are they going to put all the gas-powered equipment, which will be worthless when the wind turbines wear out? Why should anyone trust the same people who did the following when they said they they could control temperatures, sea levels, and storm activity? If we just hand over trillions and trillions and give up freedom and quality of life, they lied that we could keep our health plan and doctor, our premiums would go down. They lied through COVID and then claimed to be surprised when children became depressed and their test scores went down. They refused to control the border but lied that the border was closed. They supported soft-on-crime DAs but claimed they weren't soft-on-crime even as crime goes up. They lied continuously to destroy Trump without evidence and refused to support his policies which are lifting all races. They lied to get the corrupt, incompetent Bidens in office. The problem is not Biden's age. It's his competence, ignorance, and dishonesty as he forces America to adapt to the radical leftist agenda. We should recognize the media, Biden and the other Democrats, with the appropriate slogan abbreviated as MAPA, Make America Poor Again. I like that. MAPA. Pretty good piece, don't you think, by Mr. Helner? So I wanted to bring him and it to your attention, and the, the great American thinker, Jack Helner, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. Don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. It's going to get worse because none of the right steps are being taken to address what the Democrats have done here. And Joe Biden sitting in the Oval Office thinks he's Franklin Roosevelt. He's more like Eleanor Roosevelt. But that's a whole other story. And by the way, what would be wrong with that, Mr. Producer? If Joe Biden were Eleanor Roosevelt, he puts on a dress and high heels, no makeup, of course. Gets his teeth, his false teeth, a little bit protruding from his mouth, as Eleanor did. And I say that with the deepest of respect. And 
If Joe Biden believes he's Eleanor Roosevelt, who who am I to say he's not? I mean, honestly, it's the science. I heard Chuck Todd say that there's a whole spectrum for these things. It's not binary. You don't have to be a male or a female. That's fake science. It's fake science. There's a whole spectrum out there, a whole spectrum. As long as you wear a mask, it's okay. It's a whole spectrum out there. And I think Chuck actually uh, believes that. Which tells me Chuck's having issues, Mr. Producer. If he believes there's a whole spectrum, Chuck is having issues. Maybe Mrs. Chuck is having issues. Excuse me. Maybe the Chuck It is having issues too. The What do we call them again? Oh, pregnant. Uh, what, what is it? It's so stupid. We can't even remember anymore. You know, it's like it's, they have a whole. You know what I had to do? After this book, write another book. It should be an entire dictionary on left-wing terms. Did I just give that away? I ought to do that. And it it could be hilarious. Don't you think it would be funny? And I'll even make some up and give them definitions so they can actually use them, maybe even steal them. I think I should do that. It would be fun. Just put a bunch of consonants and vowels together, you know, out of order. Or, or just a bunch of letters out there. They have the LGB with the X, Y, W, S, T, Y. And, and I just say what it means. And, it, and I don't need 40 comics to write it for me. I can figure it out myself. I think that would be hilarious. But what do I know? Apparently not much. Here is uh, Jean-Pierre at the White House today. Cut three, go. Absolutely not. Look, I would I would um, refer you to Congress yes, on yes. their processes and what they're trying yes. to do in Congress. But to mm-hmm. say to say or suggest the president's Ooh. leadership is in question, I no. think, is completely false. First of all, I think that's offensive. To say the president's leadership is in question is completely false. And I would go. It's offensive. How can you question Joe Biden's leadership? It's offensive. He has shown enormous leadership in destroying the country, in destroying the border, in destroying the currency, destroying our schools, in destroying law enforcement, destroying the military, destroying our alliances, destroying the, the, uh, destroying everything, really. And so when you say that he hasn't shown leadership, I, I must say that's completely false and it's offensive. He's resegregating our our country, he's, he's trying to replace capitalism with equity-based Marxism. This is a man who has shown enormous leadership. Now, for the wrong country, of course, but nonetheless leadership. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm sitting here during the break talking to Mr. Producer. And I'm thinking to myself, there's going to be a new letter added to the end of the the long list of genitalia and genitalia activity. And uh, I think it'll be when an individual marries him or herself. 
What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? I'm waiting for that one. And Your Honor, I'd like to marry myself. And I want the tax deduction, the marital tax deduction that goes with it. I'm sick of discriminating against myself. It's driving me nuts. Besides, who's better than me? When the culture changes, ladies and gentlemen, the music has to change. The words have to change. We're not binary anymore. Ask Chuck Todd. There's a whole spectrum of stuff going on out there. LBGTQ, why do you think they add the plus at the end? They should add the multiplication sign, times, because there's no end to it. Remember when Facebook, there were 54 flavors of genitalia and genitalia activity. Remember that? They paid somebody a lot of money to do that. And so, let me try this. I will embarrass myself in front of millions, so don't hold it against me. So here's how this song in modern days would go. Should I do it, Mr. Producer, or not? I'm just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of me. I'm like heaven to touch. Oh, I love me so much. At long last, love has arrived. I'm just too good to be true. I think that's enough. Notice I really spoke it, I didn't sing it. But I think that's the new version. I think we need to get the uh, Four Seasons back here. So they can sing it. In fact, there should be 54 versions of this song. As I say, I do not believe the music industry is caught up with the It's not even the sexual revolution. It is the 54 flavors. These love songs today, they're really out of date. Wouldn't you say millennial cons? Right? You are too good to be true, and so are you and you and you. Shouldn't that be a new song, Mr. Producer? You like that one? She's too good to be true. She, it, they, you, was, can, maybe. I mean, there's, there's multiple songs here. These love songs are really quite discriminatory. We have to eliminate Frank Sinatra, for instance. Because Chuck Todd, again, has told us there's a whole spectrum. It's not binary. It's not he, she. It's all kinds of stuff. And he would know, being the expert in all things. Apparently genitalia, although I doubt it. Nonetheless, I think the music industry is discriminatory. I think the NAACP should put out a warning about the music industry. Don't travel near it. Don't play the music. Don't be with it. Forget about Motown. Forget about the sound of Philadelphia. Forget about it all. It's all very threatening. To people. Very threatening. Can't have love songs when it's only a man and a woman. By the way, honestly, where's the first love song about a man and a man and a woman and a woman? Have you heard one, Mr. Producer? 
Or where's the love song, the bisexual love? This would be a good one. I got to hear. I love her. I love him. I, I don't know. Where are they? They're not out. Maybe Congress should write a law. And there's the NAACP. They didn't issue anything. Neither did the ADL, which is very disappointing indeed. Very. So all of our love songs are binary, men and women, women and men, a woman, a man. And I, th- I think it's very uh, problematic, Mr. Producer. Just remember my song. It's the beginning of a cultural revolution. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Wait, it's my turn already? All right. Now we got to get in. Oh, Alvin Bragg. There's nothing to brag about. Alvin. Alvin. Alvin, it's time for dinner. Okay, Mom. A friend of mine sent me this. I don't know the fashionor.com. Fashionuer.com. Why can't people use regular words? What is Alvin Bragg's net worth in 2023, America? Written by Jen Fish on April 1st. I wonder if that means it's an April Fool's joke. Um, But he is an April Fool's joke. I'll just read it as it is. And maybe somebody can check this out. Let me put it that way. That way, if it's wrong, I can say I said check it out. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Alvin Bragg is a net worth of $41 million in 2023. Knows that? Believable? I thought he was a... Do you notice how all these Marxists are rich? Or they want to be rich? Oh, yeah. However, Alvin Bragg's legal career started as a clerk for Judge Robert Carter at the Southern District of New York's federal court. I wonder how this guy made his money or got his money, if in fact this is true. Does anybody know? How did Bragg get this money, or if it's true? I, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there because there it is in the, in the fashioner.com, and everybody knows that is a place where everybody goes to get their facts. After Bragg focused on voting rights, police misconduct, and educational equity. Oh, wait a minute. They use the word equity, so that raises a question. Oh, Judge Janine decided to join us. That's good. Hello. How are you, Judge? How am I? How are you? The fight continues for both of us. (laughs) I am fantastic, even though the country's going to hell, Judge, I must tell you. It's going to hell in a handbasket. It could be. And yet you have this fantastic (laughs) book out here, Judge called Crimes well, Against you. America, the left's takedown of our republic. So, uh, well, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think no one can appreciate it more than you, Mark, because it's been what you've been talking about 
for more than a decade than I know of. And I start the book Crimes Against America, the left takedown of our republic, with a quote from Abraham Lincoln from his speech to the Young Men's Lyceum of Springfield in 1838. And he talks about at what point should we expect the approach of danger? Will it be some transatlantic military giant to step the ocean and crush us? Never. At what point is the approach of danger to be expected? If it were ever to reach us, it will spring up among us. It will not come from abroad. If destruction is our lot, we are ourselves as author and finisher as a nation of free men. We live through all time or we die by suicide. Mm -hmm. Nobody said it better than Abraham Lincoln. We are literally fulfilling his prediction. And that is that we are dying as a result of what people in this country are doing to the institutions of government, to the culture that we live in, to the beliefs that our founding fathers uh, uh, wrote down in the Declaration of Independence and the laws of the Constitution. Every day, Mark, we see it in the newspapers We as we open our phones and we read the feeds and we listen to the radio and we listen to you and we look for someone with a voice of sanity because we say to ourselves, I must be crazy. This can't be happening. But it is, Mark. And so I write this book like an indictment. I write it with the uh, outlining the crimes occurring right from the beginning. We are no longer a uh, sovereign nation. We do not have a border. We are literally a globalist landing spot with benefits. And anyone can come here. You don't need an ID. We don't even vet you. We don't fingerprint you. We don't even give you an alien registration number now. Come on in and share in the cornucopia of benefits, education, medication, housing. And we'll give you whatever you need to to survive and to uh, to live in this country. Mark, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And that's why I wrote the book. Wow, that's like an opening statement. That is really, <laughs> that's quite good, because I know it's difficult when you write a book to summarize everything and so forth. It's not so easy. And um, how long did it take you to do this book? It takes on me a you long know, time. You know, Mark, this is my eighth book. I had three New York Times bestsellers. This one was the fastest book I wrote. Why? Because every day there was another indignity that was perpetrated upon America and upon American citizens. Every day, this this book is a running commentary on what we're seeing, whether it's COVID and the billions that went to the schools, that every metric was to close the schools and never open it up. You know, whether it was to the cities where, where crime was running rampant and cities were burning and they told us they were peaceful protests where we were being gaslit by the left, where, where, and Mark, you know this better than I do. Look, I was, I Hold was on, I don't know anything better than you do. <laughs> no, that's not true. But I was a judge. If someone came to me with an affidavit that was unverified, that I found out was unverified, that I then re-upped twice after I yeah. signed it to violate the Fourth Amendment rights, of, a, of, a, of an American citizen, I would have that person's law license. I would make sure they never practice again. And yet these, these, these yokels are still practicing in the swamp that we call our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And no one is embarrassed. The, 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 we, we had the Durham report last week. What did we learn? What we learned was what we already knew. And that was that Hillary Clinton was the woman who came up with this whole Russia collusion hoax. 
And she told Joe Biden and Barack Obama about it. And today she talks about how, you know, Joe Biden might be a little too old. What does that mean, Mark? That means this woman, she's an evil woman, she is running for president. So uh, nobody cares. First of all, Judge, Judge, she's never run. She's waddled for president. There's a big difference, you know. (laughs) She doesn't run. Yeah. By the way, neither do I. Well, I used to, and I can't anymore because of my knees. But yes. the, the audacity—the uh, uh, it is what we all say. Mark, you are so right. <laughs> you got me. Uh, but the audacity of this woman. To First of all, I want that. people to know what a sweetheart you are. You are. You You're you. tough. <laughs> Prosecutor, judge. You sit next to Geraldo. That takes work. There you are. But you're sweet. Yeah. Whenever I meet you, you're very nice. Yeah, of course I'm nice. I'm okay. I'm an yeah. animal lover. I, I even had two pigs yeah, me too. for 15 years. And, uh, wait, wait, I, you had two I pigs? Was, pigs, yeah, the four-legged ones. Uh, they don't and, crap in uh, the house or anything? No, they have their own pig house outside. But I was a young prosecutor, uh, Mark. I was trying cases. And I remember coming home one night. I was on trial, and I put the kids to bed, and I read them Charlotte's Web. And they said, Mommy, Mommy, can we have a Wilbur? I said, guys, you can have two Wilbers. So, you know, I tell my then husband, we're going to have two pigs. He said, oh, oh you're God, out bro. of your mind, Janine. So I got the two pigs. And they lived with me for 15 years. It was great. In Luckily, you didn't read a book about elephants. You have elephants. Don't hang up, Janine. I want to talk more about your fantastic book. Folks, the book is Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. Please go to Amazon.com. It's going to be all over our social sites. You're going to love this book. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Mark Levin, the funder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We're talking to Janine Pirro. She has a fantastic new book. I just came off the presses just today, Crimes Against America. It's a killer book, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. Now, you can go to Amazon.com, or if you like, you can go to JudgeJBook.com. JudgeJBook.com. We'll have that link as well. On all of our social sites, Amazon.com or JudgeJBook.com. The book is Crimes Against America. So, Judge Janine, who's behind this, uh, this, these crimes against America? Is it a philosophy? Is it a party? What is it? You know, uh, that's a great question. And I, uh, the only thing that I can say 
is that there's a lot of money behind the takedown of America because that money is being invested in the campaigns of fake prosecutors running for DA, uh, in the campaigns of school board members who are also uh, running for the school board, who have a different ideology, separate from the Constitution, separate from the Declaration of Independence. And, you know, the only thing that I can imagine is there are a bunch of leftists Socialists who've been indoctrinated in school and but for COVID, but for that particular pandemic, parents would never have known what our kids were being taught in school. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've got so many heads of corporations who are now willing. So, for example, Black Lives Matter, not the movement, but the organization. There were millions of dollars that were wasted on on mansions in California and money given to everyone other than the kids in the inner cities who needed it in the name of George Floyd. But, you know, the the corporations didn't want the money back. Why? Because these corporate execs were execs or indoctrinated to think that, you know, Marxism, socialism, that really is the way to work. And that's why the education department and that's why young people believe that socialism is acceptable. But this whole takedown is something, if you recall, Mark, and I know you do, Barack Obama was a big student of, of, of Marx, of Karl Marx. And he talked about transforming America. And that's what he did. The hatred of police started during his four terms. Uh, the whole idea that he would not only transform America, but that he would have people, you know, speak in terms that were maybe not acceptable in his belief of what was politically correct, which was the first example of their chipping away at the First Amendment. If you didn't say it the way they wanted it, then you would be a, a racist or a xenophobe. You would be canceled. You would lose your job. Uh, and it just continued from there. It's just people who are believers and ideologues. What do they get from it? I don't know. What do we get from 5 million Americans entering this country that don't swear allegiance to this country? 10 million who will enter in the next two years after of the Biden administration. And what do we get from the fact that Joe Biden is so easy on China? I mean, we're buying lithium batteries from China now while they build coal plants, and we shut down our coal plants. We shut down fossil fuels and our independence so we can be dependent upon uh, our enemies, upon people like Venezuela. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it unless you believe in that indoctrination. This is a terrific book, America, Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. That is a great title because it says it all right there. By yeah. our friend Janine Pira. By the way, what's it like working on the five? Do you ever say to yourself, I'd rather there were four of us, that one guy over there, or the one guy, you know, the, I'd rather be the four. Is it pretty good? Yeah, well, you, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, this, this show is watched by a lot of Democrats, and it is the number one show on all, all news cable. Yeah. And uh, the only show that beat it last year was Yellowstone, which I absolutely love. And I think that people like to hear an intelligent conversation with people who know what they're talking about, and they want to hear both sides. And, you know, the person on the left, whether it's Geraldo or Jessica or Harold, um, you know, we, uh, you know, we'll fight to the, to the T, but then when we go to break, you know, we really do like each other as long as we don't talk about politics. But, you know, I think the guy— Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Was, During the break, you don't ever get angry with each other? Like, why did you say oh, that? Yeah, well, 
there are some times when we'll be furious, but then we realize that we're on to the next subject and we've got to take a deep breath and move on. How do we do that? I don't know. Maybe Jessica shows me a picture of her baby and I'll show her a picture of my grandson and then we'll go from there. Uh, but yeah, there are some times when you see the tension there, but it, but it is a fun show. People like it. And, uh, I like doing my own show too. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. justice with judge Janine was great. It's a big I mean, hit. I talk about, yeah, it was the number one show for about 10, 11 years, uh, weekends. I mean, we had big, big numbers, but you know, for everything, there is a season. And I just think, and I want to get minute. one I thing think in. I heard that once. <laughs> I think there was a song. Uh, By the way, am I deeply disliked there? Be honest. Yes, you do. No, no. Nobody who it dislikes you would dare say it to me, so I don't hear it at all. I don't Because it doesn't come up. Anybody. I was just curious. Yes. <laughs> Look, the people, the people here, you know, they try. We try very much, you know, to enjoy the fact that we're all employed and we're all working. Uh, yes. And... I spend my time fighting the fight where it matters. Joe Biden, the man is, is he is in decline. Uh, he's running an organized criminal enterprise. Joe Biden is the front man. His son Hunter is the bag man. Joe Biden goes in the front door wrapped in the American flag and all the pride and glory that goes with it. And his son's at the back door collecting wads of cash in Europe. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Department of Justice has not figured out what to do with him in six years almost, and we've got whistleblowers. One just came out again yesterday, but they're able to indict George Santos on 13 counts in a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is disappointing. And so I fight for justice. I fight for the fact that the American criminal justice system is being destroyed by these people. I believe in law and order, and so do you. I believe mm-hmm. in truth and justice, and so do you. So do most Americans who follow the law. These bozos on the left are destroying this country. They're trying to take it down. And, you know, just this past weekend, I had one-hour special on Danny Penny, who was a, a Marine, 24 years old, a sergeant mm-hmm. in the Marines. He's, a, he's in college. He's studying architecture. He didn't want to get in trouble, but they want to charge him with manslaughter. Are you kidding me? Everyone mm. on, that, on that subway car said this is a guy who was a hero. So we've got to get back to basics in this country, and that's what's worth fighting for to me. Well, the book is great. It's uh, Crimes Against America, the Left's Takedown of Our Republic. You can grab it at Amazon.com or JudgeJBook.com, JudgeJBook.com. And let me ask you this, though. When you show up for the five, you probably you do you have a lot of research to do and all the rest of this sort of stuff to do. Isn't that correct? Oh, yeah. There's loads of reading. You don't we just do show up. Oh, no, 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 no. No, um, I will read for a good three hours before the show. Absolutely. Hmm. I would never go on that show without being prepared. So what I do is, you know, I make sure I know what my arguments are, what the left's argument's going to be. And then what happens, Mark, is sometimes if you get called on last, everyone had took your argument, and then you got to mm-hmm. come up with something really creative. Uh, but, you know, there's no fake emotion. I mean, we're passionate about what we believe in. Uh, and I am, and I always will be, and I will never back down. This country is too important. The, 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 you know, the fact is that the left could care less about the Declaration of Independence. All they want to do is take down the statues, take down our history. And my job is to make sure, like my father did as a veteran in World War II, and my grandfather, a veteran in World War II, is to make sure that this country and its ideals are protected. 
And that's why you can get my book at judgejbook.com. <laughs> well, Sorry one other question. That. No, that's good. One other question, though, and that's this. Mm. This, and you've been in law enforcement most of your career, this relentless assault on Donald Trump at every level of government in different cities and so forth. I mean, this this is really 100 years from now. They're going to say this is uh, this is reprehensible, what was done here and so forth. And, so, and they're doing it now to try and make sure he can't win, aren't they? Right. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Look, you've got Letitia James, who ran for office. Mark, you know as well as I do, if you or I ran for office and said that our mission was to take down a civilian whose who's, who's name you identified and whose crime you couldn't You'd identify. You'd lose your law license. You would lose your law license and you would, you would be brought before the Ethics and Grievance Committee yes. in a minute and a half. And that they could do this, and then that she could go after the family, the corporations, millions of documents handed over. Look, here's here's the bottom line here. This man was the president and improved virtually every metric in this country, whether it's the number of African Americans being uh, working or women or Asians. Um, and, and animal instincts and animal spirits in terms of the economy. People felt great about America. It was America first. We got this bozo in the White House right now who can't even stumble his way in or out of a press conference. I've seen the man fall on his way up the stairs, forget down the stairs. And in the end, what they're trying to tell us is that there's something wrong with Donald Trump. I don't think so. I think that what they did to Donald Trump every day from his inauguration on, and the fact that he was able to do what he did is, is, is very telling about who he is and whether or not he is a man strong enough to withstand what they threw at him. And they will never stop. And they're haters. You know, the mm-hmm. Democrats, oh, we're all inclusive. We love everybody. Hogwash. You're haters. You hate anybody who doesn't talk like you do, who doesn't think like you do. You want to ostracize us. You were the Democrats who started the Hillary Clinton hoax nonsense where families were at each other's throats. America was in half because of what this witch decided she was going to talk about and create on a Russia collusion delusion. And that's what the Durham report said. And yet the Democrats said, no, we're the party of inclusion. No, you're not. The party of inclusion is a party that follows the law, that recognizes that everyone is equal under the law, that goes and fights for equality, not equity, but equality, equality of opportunity so everyone can run. And it infuriates me that when Tim Scott announces he's running, the left tries to take him down because, oh, he's just the exception. Don't feel good about him. Unbelievable. You know what? I feel great about him. He has a mm-hmm. past that is rooted in slavery. God bless him. Very well said, Judge Janine. You should be on TV. I really believe this very strongly. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's a great book, Crimes Against America, the left's takedown of our republic. You can get it at judgejbook.com, judgejbook.com or amazon.com. And you take care of yourself, my friend. Hopefully I'll see you one of these years. You know what? I listen to you, Mark. You keep up the fight. I'll keep up the fight. And you never know. I think we may win. We may win, but probably not in our lifetime. God bless you. Be well. And by the way, she's great. Very, very nice lady. I want you to check this book out, though. Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. She knows how to write. She knows how to think. That's for sure. I'll be right back. 
Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak, please? Our friend, New Rochelle, New York, Dr. Elaine. How are you, Dr. Elaine? Good evening, Mark. I'm well, thank you. Thank you. I want to remind uh, people, Dr. Elaine called our program, I think it was March 25th, uh, 2020, uh, during really the the beginning of the height of uh, COVID. And she's a medical director at a nursing uh, facility. And she informed us, uh, called in after I read an article, I believe it was in the Wall Street Journal, about what was taking place in these these elderly facilities, that they were, the government, Cuomo, was forcing people into these nursing homes who had COVID, who had COVID, and they had no choice but to accept these people, which resulted in the deaths of many, many, many people. Correct, Elaine? That's right, Mark. I called you on March 26, 2020. And uh, in, because of the mandate, the memo that went out from uh, Cuomo and his uh, health commissioner, then health commissioner, mandating that nursing homes must, nursing homes must comply with the expedited admission of COVID patients from the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason, a couple of reasons I called you, one was the, I was listening to you earlier and you said there was some politician who said America was never that great. Well, that was Andrew Cuomo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just kind of That's where right. he was coming from and, and who he is. Right. And uh, what happened today, I don't know if you had a chance to listen, but he was interviewed for an hour by Rita Cosby and um she asked him a number of questions. About all right. I don't her. want to trash fellow hosts now. Be careful. Oh, no, no, not at all. No, she all was right. she was good. She good. was, um, you know, really held his feet to the flames. So what I, I didn't know if you'd had a chance to hear that. No, I but, didn't. Um, there was. Yeah. What's the bottom line? What did what happened? Bottom line is that, uh, well, first of all, I realize it was great not to have to listen to him whine all these years because he just has that voice. And, you know, and, and, and Anyway, what he ended up saying, of course, it was everybody else's fault. Basically, the one point I wanted to get across was that he is saying that it was federal guidelines from the Trump administration. That is a lie. CDC. That is a lie. Elaine, are you there? He took care me. You know what, Elaine? We can't. Can I call? Can we call you tomorrow? Rich, call Elaine tomorrow. Don't forget, okay? Are you there? Yeah. And we're going to get you back on, Elaine, to dig into this because that is simply false. All right, America. Sorry to say in a truncated form, I love you. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 